like, or even like uh, Song of the South, where it's like, yeah, it's a family movie, but it's going to have a lot of really controversial stuff. Ah, it's old times. Nothing is like Song of the South, Matt. <laughs> I, I saw that in theaters. And with that, I say, welcome to Geeks with Kids, your weekly, your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am your host, Eric. So it is the time of the season, the best time of the year. And you guys can fight me on it if you don't think so. But Halloween is right around the corner. This will be releasing just before it comes out. So, you know, while you're eating your candy or at least your kids candy, why don't you settle in and listen to us talk about our intro to horror. This is Horror Films 101, how we got into horror films, um, what we love about them and introducing kids or adults to the horror genre. We thought we'd give a suggestion and maybe we'll get shows to actually watch one of these movies. What do you think, shows? Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a spirit. <laughs> Obviously, we have shows here. Am, am I allowed also, to be scared yet? Or yes. uh, yeah, why not? We'll just just put on thriller in the background. <laughs> that should have a hey, double scariness now. now. Okay, okay. This oh. week we have shouts. Uh, Matt Moore, <laughs> Steve, and Hawk on the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Hello, Hello. Hello. That Michael Jackson cut hurt. <laughs> yeah, it took me a half second. I was like, oh, dude. Oh, he went there. He he did. He did. He wow. did. But that's what I do. Too what soon? I, is no. it? I, is it ever not? I don't know. Uh, we'll oh, do this another man. episode. Anyway, no, <laughs> no, no. We're not going to have our Michael Jackson retrospective. That's a Texasized hard no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So let's just jump into it. Let's talk about our relationship with horror films. How we got into it. What was our first film? And you know, why do we like it? Let's start with who? Who could we start with? Hmm. Matt Moore, obviously. Oh, you gotta you're gonna have me start talking on this. All right, fair why enough. not? What was um, your first uh, horror film? We talked about this before. We've covered yeah, no, this already. This story's what, old. But you know, we we gotta we gotta tell the new listeners, right? Every episode or every we, issue could bring in new people. It it can. This the is Stan gonna be tricky now. Oh, well played. Um, this is going to be interesting because now I'm going to literally have to change some selections I made on the fly because to talk no, about no, what no. brought me into that's, this. That's fine. Well, Whatever. It was also can... one of the ones that I was I was going to suggest. I, I'm 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 of the older generation. I've been around a while, so my first intro into horror was uh, was Spielberg's quintessential film Jaws. Ah. which as a child will do wonderfully traumatic things to your brain when you're watching. Uh, <laughs> a shark movie in the early eighties um, uh, to the point where swimming pools and toilets became problematic when I was in my youth. But that's a, a thing that I'm a therapist and I'll cover later. That's not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> um, no. Yeah. The jaws definitely was what brought me into the, uh, into the horror mix. Uh, and as terrifying as it, as it was, it kind of was interesting because, you know, there's you know, monster movies. They're always intriguing. You know, that opened up a whole world of, you know, there's all these others, all the other movies like that that are just as scary. Oh, my gosh. Like what? Floodgates open and then I suddenly start becoming very obsessed with especially the universal archives of horror with your, you know, you know, the universal monster gallery. And this is why you have a reinforced bookshelf with uh, DVDs and DVDs yeah. and Blu-rays. Bookshel- bookshelves, uh, plural. I think I, think I said shelves. <laughs> you said shelf. Uh, shelves, uh, uh, which Jen is always so happy to remind me that I need to downgrade every single time we start cleaning. But it's not oh. going to happen, damn it. 
Wait, yeah, we're going through a, a slight purge right now. I understand. A slight purge? What is the getting rid of stuff? That's where I was going. No, I, 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 I assumed that's what you meant, as opposed to you know not the, the movie. Other kind of. <laughs> I, I was going to say they're the running movie. out of sequel ideas. If the next one's called the Slight Purge. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Nice. Uh, yeah, diet purge. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fair to say that you are. A massive horror fan. You were, I think I remember talking to you when they first announced that Fan Expo was going to have a horror section. You were so giddy. You were so happy when that happened. I I backflipped and I was about 150 pounds heavier then. So it was amazing to watch a fat man go backwards. But uh, (laughs) yeah, no, I was, I was very stoked. And gosh, I really do hope they bring that, uh, that horror aspect back again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) I was there this year and gosh, it was disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it just keeps getting smaller. It's what an alley now, maybe. It's it was a laneway at Fanex, but there's so many other like actual horror centric conventions in in the yeah. GTA and Niagara in the Falls and all that. So I mean, Southern Ontario at least has got a a very big horror fan base that doesn't need to be you know limited to yeah to Fanex. No, there's anything wrong with the representation. No, but there's other things that you can do. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been like the sports section at Fan Expo. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey, oh. they let off with an entire building. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to Hawk. Hawk, what was your first movie? How did you get into... Did, are you really into horror films? It was harder for me getting into them as a child because I was easily, easily frightened in that. So it really it took me a long time in that. Uh, my strongest memory is probably... Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, which was the Dream Warriors, I believe. Yes, sir. It was something I, you know, I was at, I remember I was at a sleepover and I couldn't, you know, it's like I, I got so freaked out, uh, you know, at the prospect of watching it that, you know, I had to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> basically just, you know, shunt myself off to another room while they watched it. Uh, but slowly, I think that was kind of slowly from there. I, you know, kind of started dipping my toes into it. So I started off with the Nightmare on Elm Street 3, kind of went retroactively back to 1. I've never actually seen 2. Hmm. Uh, you yeah. don't need to. No? It was that no. bad? No. <laughs> it's well, it's not, so bad. It's It's got some undertones that are worth uh, analyzing now, I think. but um. Very much so. I don't know. I... <laughs> I kind of put it in the same, almost the same category as like a, I don't know, like a Halloween three. Where oh, like Halloween, Halloween three is awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It is. Oh, it was but a three like, more days till Halloween. <laughs> only, be, only because it's like Nightmare on Elm Street 2, it has Freddy as the main villain, but you can take it out of the continuity of the movies and go like one, three, four, five, six. It's fair. You yeah. don't miss anything by, have, by not having two in there. Yeah. So it's Halloween three has nothing to do with the Michael Myers story. It just has the same title. You can take it out of that timeline and it does you don't lose anything. Right. Yeah, I kind of got that impression over the years. You, you know, yeah. even though I still remember the commercials for it very well. Yeah. But but yeah, like Steve said, it's definitely that the as more time passes and we go further and further in, into the future, there's definitely a lot of very interesting thematic stuff they bring up in Fred in uh Nightmare 2 that is definitely worth looking at. Cool. Interesting, interesting. Maybe we should do one year a retrospective on all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies because I've seen pretty much most of them, but you know, there's some that I just choose to forget. Wow, <laughs> I have all of them in a, in a space of prominence on my shelf. I'd love to know which one you think should be forgotten, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hawk, would you say you are a big 
uh, horror fan I, or medium size one or a small one. You know? I'm a probably on the medium size one in that. If there's something that really piques my interest in that, uh, recently in, in recent years, it's probably been like Ari Aster. I, I, I do I do like the guy's take on horror and that. I know he's very controversial. Not a lot of people <laughs> like his work, but he kind of keeps me, you know, peaked on going back. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. What about you, Steve? Tell us your take on the horror genre. Uh, well, s- similar to Hawk, I think I was a bit freaked out early on, but I also had uh, very overprotective parents. And so they actually wouldn't let me watch anything that was remotely scary. So uh, it wasn't until quite late that I actually got to uh, go and rent movies myself. And by then, they actually really weren't that scary. Uh, and uh, I guess where it really started for me was uh, one day my roommate found a movie pass on the street. It was for <laughs> The Ring. It was a special oh, sneak preview. The original one? For, oh. No, the, the 2002 oh, no. Gore Verbinski remake nice. of The Ring. And of course, I knew nothing about this. And yeah, it was kind of cool. It was like a pass for two people. So we went and we watched it. And I had never seen anything like that, as many people you know, uh, would attest to during that blossoming J-horror era. And this was also the era of, let me call it, the Pacific Mall golden age so <laughs> i went to chinatown right away after that that movie because i was like my god this this is amazing and i looked it up and i was like oh my god japanese horror uh, what is this so i uh i quickly caught up on a lot of the what, like the original ringu and ringu 2 and and dark water and all this stuff and Ooh, i guess just water. to finish my story like i just went nuts i just went and i just watched all that stuff and i just finish off by saying i, I had a copy of the Eye, which was uh, later remade yeah. uh, with uh, Jessica Alba, I believe. But the oh, original yeah. one was from Hong Kong. And the lesson is you should get your movies legitimately because um, <laughs> yeah. the copy of the movie I had, well, there's a scene in the movie where it's a very slow burn, right? And at, any, at one particular point, there's something that is definitively very, very, very scary. And that scene played and I was like, totally like so high strung and just so tense from it. And then the movie stopped working. And um, uh, oh, no. I, actually, I actually went home that week because I was headed that way. And I actually slept with the lights on for the rest of the week. And um, anyway, ever since then, I've been trying to chase that, uh, that horror movie high because I love it. I love being nice. scared to that degree. And that is uh, why I like horror movies. So you're on the on the the larger side yes. of the horror fans yes yeah absolutely yeah i mean it takes it takes quite a lot for me to really enjoy a horror movie but i'm always looking for something that's really just immersive and just, yeah really messes with you that's fair yeah, yeah. nice nice now I, i'm pretty sure for those that have listened to this podcast you know my love hate relationship with um horror films i love them but i hate them because they make me scared of my basement which has all my fun toys um <laughs> So I think my first horror film was like Hawk. It was the Dream Warriors and it was at a sleepover as well. Wow. (laughs) And I watched it way too young and it really, really screwed me up. But then, you know, other sleepovers would have, yeah, let's watch The Exorcist. I'm like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch that stuff. But I think where I started really liking horror films was in the late 90s when The Blair Witch came out. Yes. Um, it was nice. still in that time where people weren't sure if it was real or not. Mm, so yeah, um, yeah, I actually ended up going to an early screening Ooh. and I got locked out of my house. So I had to sleep <gasps> in my car. Oh, and no! So this was a midnight screening. 
So I was like there at two in the morning, just like, I can't get in my house. What's going on? Why is everything locked? Why is my key not right? So I sat, I sat in my car until my parents woke up. I was like, I won't go to bed. <laughs> um, That's yeah. awesome. It was a it was a funny funny experience. Um, we were also very mean to our friends that year. We ended up making little <laughs> stick men and you know putting them on people's windows just randomly at night. Yeah. Because awesome. why wouldn't you? Why yes. wouldn't you? Um, yeah. So you know I'm not a, the hugest horror fan. I'll watch it if you know people are like, yeah, it's a good movie, so I'll watch it. Or if something intrigues me like Get Out or you know Us. Like those movies have been great. I love the Twilight Zone. So going to the um, the sci-fi horror, I really love. And you know. You guys know my love for aliens. Yes. Um, for watching it too young. So I would go with medium to low, medium, maybe even high sometimes, because I'll still go see it anyways. Um, yeah. But, you know, usually I'm not more, I usually shy away from the more gory horror. Mm-hmm. I don't mind That's it. Fair. It's just, I don't, I don't really care for it either. Sure. Um, so let's go into our final corner shows. Hey. Hey, what's your relationship <laughs> with horror films? Why do you like, dislike, well, you know, that whole thing? Okay, so it, it's it's kind of a little bit of, of everybody's story, um, but just like really. <laughs> is it came. Dream Warriors again? <laughs> it, it is, it is not. <laughs> Trying to figure out what this nightmare you guys have been talking about is. Um, no, uh, like w- when I was a kid, I was also not really exposed to much in the way of like horror movies. I remember. Um, this one time my parents recorded Ghostbusters uh, mm. for me off of the TV and I don't know how they did it or how they knew it, but they, they would hit pause on the recording during some of the scary parts. You know, oh, at the beginning of they edited Ghostbusters for you? They edited Ghostbusters. So they you know edited the a TV version of Ghostbusters? <laughs> they did. That's so, amazing. So the, the part where they're oh, wow. That's and amazing. You know, the, the librarian ghost? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I did not realize that it turned into a scary ghost until probably sometime oh. in my teenage years. <laughs> you know what? To be fair, I remember a TV edit where they cut that out. Sure. Um, so it, they uh, may have well, just it, done that. It was yeah. pretty it's scary, though. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I think they took credit for it, though. My, my parents didn't <laughs> want to do um, but we but knew. Re- we knew. <laughs> I remember as a kid watching Gremlins and yeah, having yeah. crazy nightmares. Yep. And uh, my grandparents actually had a stuffed uh, gizmo. Uh, <laughs> in the house. I had a stuffed and, gizmo too. And and so, I was terrified that somebody was going to get this thing wet. And <laughs> you know, and so I had years where I didn't even want to go to my grandparents' house because they had this. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, no. I, and, and and so these kind of little things just sort of over the years, just I didn't really have a lot of attraction to horror movies or being scared in general. But I did go and see. I forced myself to go and see the Blair Witch Project in the theater (laughs) because my friends were going, I was like, I'm going to go see this. There's no reason why I can't enjoy this. And I did kind of enjoy the psychological part of, of that. Mm -hmm. I don't like gore. um, But I, I did very much enjoy, you know, being a little bit scared and, and sort of imagining mm-hmm. what is actually going on in that forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, one thing I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the low end of the horror fan. Yeah. If you guys haven't figured that out by now, <laughs> uh, my experience in the Blair wish, I always wanted to share in that. I saw the movie in the theater and that, uh, you know, was engrossed in the whole experience and that mm-hmm. ending. I was like, okay, I was left a little flat. I went home that mm-hmm. night and had one, you know, probably a weird nightmare, which mm-hmm. forced me to wake up at 4am thinking, he was facing the wall just like the kids did. 
There it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then you get locked out of your house. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I still, I, well, yeah, I don't, that comes close to almost the, I think I've told you guys my, uh, my going to see the grudge story, didn't I? Nope. No. And oh, if okay. not, new listeners. <laughs> Here we go. This is really fun because everyone, everyone will appreciate how stupid this is as a story. Um, so when I was in university, <laughs> was when I was in the, the heyday of the I love horror movies, this is great. I think I, if I hadn't quit working at Jumbo Video at that point, it was, I, it was shortly before I left working there. So I watched a lot of horror movies because I worked Rip over at a video store. Rest in peace, Jumbo Video. Free popcorn um, for those. Yeah. Oh, that's also why I hate popcorn, but we won't get into that. Oh. <laughs> um, but I remember being really, really stoked because I'm like, the grudge, I'm like, this is awesome. Because I had heard of the original grudge movie, I had not seen it, but I'd heard of it. And I'm like, Sam Raimi's producing a remake, this is going to be kind of awesome. It's starring Sarah Michelle Geller, eh, whatever, it'll still be kind of awesome. Um, and I went and saw it with uh, I think everyone that I was living with. In the house that I was at, at the time, we all went and saw the movie. It was like a big, like house outing. And I remember watching the movie, and I'm like, I was really into it. Like it was really creepy. And then halfway through the movie, when she's sitting talking to her boyfriend when they're on the bus in the middle of the daylight, and she looks over and sees the reflection of the of the kid in the window, and I lost my mind because it broke the horror movie rule of you never see the ghosts during the daytime. And I was, it, that stuck with me and it bothered me because I'm like, no, this movie's breaking rules. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> it's only okay if I know what the rules are. You can't break the rules. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that was, that was sort of my experience too, right? With The Ring. Yeah. Like it was like, yeah, yeah J-Horror broke everything. But anyway, go on. Yeah. So we watched the movie. We all went back to the house. Everyone was edgy as all get out. Uh, and then I, of course, got back to the house and realized, hey, I'm the only single one here. Because everyone else either went over to their significant other's house or had someone had their significant other stay over at the house. So I'm like, cool. I'm the only single person here. Awesome. This was the day before we had our first rehearsal for the Wiz. <laughs> I just remember you told me the I next was day. So exhausted. So I'm like, okay, cool. No big deal. Everyone's fine. I gotta be up early. I'm gonna, you know, just hang out, play some video games. Cause I lived in the attic of this house. I'll play some games. You know, smoke a few cigarettes, go to bed, no big deal. And the house we had, we were staying at, had this awesome, like, screened-in sun porch, which is where I had a big, comfy armchair, and I would sit up there and smoke and hang out, not a big deal. And I remember it was about 2.30 in the morning, and this was October, mm-hmm. October, November, it was early October, so this weather was changing, and it suddenly decided to, at about 2 in the morning, get really foggy outside which was already creepy because I was already kind of creeped out from the movie and it's getting foggy. All right, no big deal, whatever. I finished smoking my cigarette. I put it out and I turned to go inside and I just see these two eyes staring at me from out the window beside the door. And I not being hyperbolic when I say I almost hit myself. Yep. And then I realized, <laughs> no, no, that's not some weird Japanese ghost coming to murder me. That's the one guy that I was living with who worked at a blockbuster video had taken the Yoda standee from Attack of the Clones and put it in our front window. <laughs> so I nearly almost shot myself to a cardboard cutout of Yoda. 
It was so um, funny when you told me the next day. <laughs> oh my god, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> so hard. Of course, the problem being is that then I had to go run this rehearsal for a musical I was directing at McMaster, and I had I couldn't sleep that night. I was too amped. I'm like, so I had <laughs> zero sleep. <laughs> And and I just came in looking so haggard. I'm like, hey guys, I'm your director. Let's talk about how we're gonna do this musical. Woo! And everyone's like, who the hell is this jackass? Uh, we just assumed you were drunk. Going ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I also probably no, actually I wasn't. I was sober for the first day. Yeah, we Every all were day after that. That's okay. Everyone oh, yeah, else was, was drunk, it. so it's cool. All right, let's get <laughs> let's just jump into it. Let's bring our first suggestion or our first suggestion, our suggestion on Joy a movie that uh, that we can introduce someone, a kid or an adult, or maybe both at the same time. Uh, let's start off with Steve. Ah, when you start yes. off with me, because okay, you're well, in the top left corner of the screen, <laughs> not not on my screen. Uh, I want to I want to recount. Okay, um, well, I'm just going to start off with an adult one, actually, uh, okay. because I wanted to just start it out, and I want to make sure that none of us provide any spoilers uh, by even talking about the genre or any other elements of it. But um, okay. uh, let me start my suggestion by asking Shouse. You know, you were saying earlier, one of the reasons you don't like horror is uh, you're not really keen on the gore, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, and so coming into this, I was thinking, okay, if an adult had avoided horror, uh, my assumption is that they've seen something really trashy and just thought, oh, you know, it's garbage. You know, it's just, it's all blood and guts and like, you know, sex and violence and and, and it's just cheap, right? It's, there's not really anything to it. And so the reason I chose my movie was to sort of counteract that. And so I would recommend the movie uh, Get Out. Um, and the less you know about the movie, the better. But it is just an excellent film. And it is, I wouldn't even say it's really horror. You know, I, I'm just going against my own rules right away. But I would say it's more of like a suspense type type of a film. So you don't need okay. to worry about anything like really disturbing. But it's just really well paced, really well acted. And I think it shows the potential of what a film that taps into fear uh, can do as a storytelling medium. And, okay. uh, and that's my suggestion. I don't know. Uh, what uh, you guys yeah. Think? What do you guys think? Really? I love that movie. I think it's phenomenal. I, uh, it's a great choice. I love that movie. I love the fact that Jordan Peele made that movie based off an Eddie Murphy, an Eddie Murphy standup bit. Oh, really? Uh, it was uh, it was from Delirious. I'm ninety percent sure. Yeah, he yeah, was talking right. about uh, the Amityville horror. How you know it's like you'll never you would never see uh, black people going into situations like that. Be like, man, maybe this house is beautiful. We love it. Get um, out. We can't stay. And that's where he got the title for the movie. Was that? Oh, one. nice, nice, nice. And yeah. that, that he ba- he started writing based off the concept of what would happen if you had a contemporary African American individual thrown into a horror situation and how would they react? Yeah, not and, not the, not he, the cliche eighties. Uh, yeah, African, like I'm going to break the cliche. Like, yeah, well, yeah, very good. Yeah, and if you yeah. put a, a 2018 african-american individual into a horror movie what would what would then happen and the movie became a result of that train of thought although to be perfectly clear i mean it may have started from that that little germ but um the movie transcends that that joke you know by it's got its own you know it's not just playing against you know like a stereotype right so it's, the oh, no, brilliant thing about it is it really buries uh, any horror psychological lead till the very end of that, mm-hmm. which, which kind of plays yes. on the joke in that instead of some obvious supernatural presence in that that is telling him to get out at the very beginning of the film in that uh, yeah. he is immersed into a world which he's not familiar with 
Uh, it seems weird, but not uncanny or supernatural mm-hmm. weird. And by the time he realizes yeah. what, what is happening and that it's already too late. As a person who's in a mixed relationship, I can honestly say that, you know, the things that he found weird, you, it yeah. could just be like a cultural thing, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. not sure about it. Um, yeah. And, and that is a part of it without, that yeah. doesn't really spoil anything, but that is true. Like there is a lot of very realistic yeah. elements to it. And yeah, yeah. Eric is right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're, you're meeting a, a you know, a, another family and, you know, and yeah. so it, that, that a has super a certain, white family, a certain yeah. awkwardness yes. to it, uh, which sets the yeah. stage. But again, we don't really mm-hmm. want to, you know, spoil anything. Um, yeah. uh, but I, yeah. I think you would really enjoy this, this movie show. So yeah. yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What about yeah, your number sure. two? Do you have a number two? Oh, really? You're going to yeah, keep going for, with me? I meant for kids. If, do you have one for kids or do you just want to? Yeah. Going? Well, okay. Well, this is a little bit of a preamble. I mean, it's sort of funny. We, we had talked about things that disturbed us as kids. And I was thinking, oh, man, you know, there's a lot of movies we've already talked about, like Return to Oz, and Dark Crystal, and, and Labyrinth, which is actually going to come up a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, Black mm-hmm. Hole and Star Trek 2, which... I think all messed us up, all of these movies in one way or the other. But <laughs> that was unintentional because those really weren't actually horror movies, right? Um, yeah. And uh, and actually, uh, Ghostbusters and Gremlins had already been mentioned. <sighs> but I think, you know what? Because Stranger Things is such a hot uh, property right now, um, I think Monster Squad would be a kind of a fun <laughs> movie for uh, kids <laughs> because it's got the universal monsters in it and... You know, by the time it was the 80s, they weren't really that scary, but it's got Dracula and, and Frankenstein, and it's got a, a bike riding group of uh, kids. You know, it, it is an actual movie from the 80s uh, about these <laughs> kids who, uh, who end up encountering the universal monsters. And uh, it might sound a little yeah. bit lame, but uh, I think those monster effects are actually pretty good. So I think kids would actually find the monsters a little creepy. Um, but yeah. it's uh, overall, a, uh, it's an 80s Stranger Things style movie because, well, Stranger Things was mm-hmm. probably based on stuff like that. So, yeah. So that's kind of my suggestion. I don't know if anyone else yeah. wants that. I, I think it's a great movie. I talked to Hawk about it last night. That's true. Yeah. I've been debating it, uh, that, putting it on the it, list. It, 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 it is a great movie. I actually, uh, I, I'm going to word this very carefully. Um, <laughs> there is some content in that that because yeah. we are also collectively uh, children of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's things that we can look on, look back on with nostalgia because we remember that time. That there's content in that movie that when it came out in 1987 was <laughs> was perfectly acceptable. Yeah, it's a little and dated. In 2019 really does not fly. And I <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was taken to task on this by uh, two of our guests that are going to come up later on in this episode uh, for the because con- and it didn't occur to me at the time. Hmm. Uh, I may have forgotten again, this like, now. Yeah, it's it, it's all very early on in the movie, mm. like with just with the establishment bit. But and it's not. I mean, if, if you take it in the context of its time, it's not that bad. Sure. But if you're watching it with fresh eyes now, yeah, it can be. It's content that's not appropriate in the societal norm of 2019. All right, it, so maybe it's derogatory. Yeah, I still think it's good, but yeah, maybe, maybe you might need to watch again, it before you show your kids. Then I guess maybe not so not a great suggestion after all. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a disclaimer before. Mm, yeah. Okay, I've um, forgotten about this again, uh, it's, largely. It's not, sorry, it's not offensive. It's just it's terminology and word and verbiage and wordage that, at, again, in 1987 was commonplace and it right. wasn't considered yes. wrong. Yes, but looking back on this, you can go, "Yikes, that was stuff that was not okay back then." That's yeah. still yeah. not okay. And yes, it's the the 
bullies and the bad people that are mostly yeah. doing it. Yeah. There's also a couple other bits like with the the accidental camera stuff that's like, wow, that's really not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's yeah. It is <laughs> a product all- of its time. Yes, definitely. And I, and, <laughs> I only, <laughs> and I only say that because Great I was I was dancing. inadvertently kind of taken to task on that by by a, a, some of our guests that are coming yeah, on later. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that I acknowledge that they yeah. did point that out to me when they talked about it. Yeah, fair uh, no, it's very true. No, it's a, very a true. Child of the eighties. Yeah. Mm. I might have to rethink uh, that, but that's no, no, that's, that's the one, one I'm going to present for now. But nice. It, nice. it is especially as an introduction with, from a, like a, a preteen teen level. It is a great intro into horror movies because it's it takes those classic monsters and makes them not silly but it puts them in a in a context where it's not outright terrifying and that yes. you know the the good the good guys end up winning and they're and now kids, i'm curious what you're talking about cooler. right yeah. and also teaches us that wolfman got nards <laughs> i wasn't gonna give that away but yes wolfman got you also nards. find that out in teen wolf but let's let's not yes. be here there and there let us go to our first <laughs> yeah. guest so our first guests are the podcast everything is permitted and let's hear what they have to say hey guys i am matt from everything is permitted i'm Brittany. And I'm Julian, and as Matt mentioned, we are from the Everything is Permitted podcast. How you guys doing, Geeks with Kids? We love your show. You guys asked us to uh, talk about a horror movie that we want you guys to talk about. And uh, all of us, we actually just talked about it on our episode that we recorded, agree that The Thing is one of the all-time classic uh, horror movies from John Carpenter. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a masterwork of just not showing too much, but obviously I don't want to oversell it more than it already probably has been. It's the classic monster movie. That's the who can you trust when you don't know who's who. Oh, so many iconic scenes in it. I mean, the setting alone in Antarctica is just, you know, creepy enough as it is. And then uh, the, you know, this thing that they find is it's a title of the movie. It's a thing. And creepiness and amazing practical makeup ensues i mean the the phrase crawling head spider is should already put a lot in your mind and and dogs exploding yeah that oh god a lot of films have taken from this one absolutely the stakes are really high literally the fate of humanity is in their hands if this thing escapes from where they're at and we will say don't watch the reboot watch the original yes please for love of god do not watch this one gets better every time you watch it anyway so Mm -hmm. watch it on repeat yep uh geeks with kids we love you. Uh, we are Everything is Permitted. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are found. Thanks, Geeks with Kids. We'll see you later. Thanks, Julian, Matt, and Brittany for that suggestion. They picked John Carpenter's The Thing. Such a classic movie. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think of this point? Pick? I'm going to go first. You know, fuck yeah, you guys. Go, um, go. John Carpenter, master. He's an amazing director. I love the thing. I think that movie's amazing. Yeah. Special effects still hold up. They were all practical. Um, mm-hmm. They were right. The setting of being in the Arctic is amazing. There's that isolation yeah. and um, you, it, it just fits the whole genre perfectly. Um, I think mm-hmm. the music is amazing, obviously, because it's John Carpenter and yeah. it is, it is a good first movie to watch i don't know definitely not for kids um no that's fair i worry about the gore element though that's the thing the special effects hold up so well they're they're so good so disturbing yeah so that that, that's an element that i it it depends depends. so if you don't mind the gore it's not too much gore there is a little bit 
there's there's, there's, there's some there's moments of when it happens it happens it's not really it's not really the gore i mean traditionally when we say gore we're talking about all oh, blood and guts that's not exactly yeah. what we're talking yeah. about shows it's it's that there's just some there's some uh transformations effects, transformations yeah. Yeah. that are yeah. like that really hold up and they're they're quite horrific. So yeah. that's the part. It's like it's kind of a body and, horror and like, thing, right? Yeah, I was gonna say done for the for the eighties. Like the fact that it was all practical and there was no CGI that existed. It looks amazing mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. what they did. Yeah, no, it still holds up. And and the other the other reason is not just because of the effects, the story itself and the way everything plays mm-hmm. out is what makes the movie uh stand the test of time. It really mm-hmm. yeah. It's the actors great, in that a, film are just phenomenal. Like it's it's perfectly cast. MF and Brimley, come on now. Yeah, it's a it's a great ensemble cast and that, and they play off yeah. each other well in that, and it becomes like kind of uh, this Agatha Christie Ten Little Indians thing by the end of the movie. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, and I think it kind of falls into that yeah. genre of the of eighties horror in that. Uh, okay. It's like a biological body horror, as Stephen mentioned, and that. Yeah, but yeah the Very biological so. element of it. It's similar to Alien. It's something that they're trying to keep within that location because if it spreads, that's the end of everything. Yeah. And especially, I love the fact that with when you get to the ending, which I won't talk about, other than the fact that there have been like serious academic essays written on the last 10 minutes of that movie and what yes. actually may or may not have happened. Mm-hmm. Which you think about, it, it's, such a, it's such a small thing, but it's such a very cool thing to watch. Yeah, yeah. And then to read the fall of people are like debating this at great length as to what happens. Yeah, yeah. No, even to this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? As much as like the remake, like the, sorry, the prequel, like I won't call it the remake. It is a prequel. I, I liked how they at least found ways to tie things in, although at times excruciatingly ham-fisted. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting to see how they put those pieces of the story together. I, I think by... Just not really well. The unfortunate thing with the prequel is I'm aware that at one point they were actually going to try to do practical effects and they'd actually presented some of these uh-huh. and, and they looked incredible. And then for some reason, the people yeah. in charge said, ah, no, let's just go with CGI. And that just, the yeah. fact that, that we were that close to something that looked so exactly. amazing and was so much in line with the original film and then for them to make that, mm-hmm. that CGI, I, that's what kind of kills the movie for me. Yeah. It's not even that the movie's bad. I just... I just, I, I watch it going, wow, what this could have been, mm-hmm. you know? The entire time I was watching it, the CGI was what took me out because like yeah. there is no matching what we saw in the original movie and that was no. what they presented on screen. And I kind of debate whether it's actually cheaper for a movie to use CGI these days and that like you know, versus a practical, you know, practical effects squad. Yeah, I don't um, know. I, I think it's, the numbers. I think it's cheaper solely in, in man hours. Because when you're trying to do, especially something like something like that, where the scale of it would require it's still to this day months and months of design and fabrication versus you know you can you, it's the, the the total turnover because with you know something like you're trying to do it practical you still have months of prep and planning to get it ready whereas with cg it co- may cost the same amount but you're you can get it out in less time so you, the turnover is faster and if you have to fix something post you can just edit it with the cg you don't have to go back and do a whole bunch of pickup reshoots what we should do is we should ask peter jackson considering they practically made all of the hobbit stuff and then decided to cgi everything See, his, his issue was anyway let's move off of this uh yeah thing thumbs up yeah. for me uh thumbs up for everyone yeah. yep little yep. thing thumbs up little thing with you know some caveats for that body horror thing yeah yeah if you don't yeah. like transformations and if you don't like 
the fly type transformations. Well, that's yeah. a whole other. That, that's why I didn't even recommend the fly. <laughs> no, that's just Cronenberg. I'm going to quickly throw throw to you guys uh, a, a piece of gore that sort of stuck in my head. Sure, and you guys mm-hmm. can tell me sort of where it's at in the Perfect. whole pantheon here. Mm, okay. okay? Um, so I don't know if you guys recall a movie from a few years back, uh, the first Resident Evil movie. Yes, sure. very very the, first the, one. The, the very first one. All right. Yes. There, there's a sequence where there's a laser grid. Oh yeah, yeah. To turn yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And it and it it basically slices this guy into yep. tiny little pieces. <laughs> yes. And I remember watching that, and very psychologically, that kind of messed with me. And I, I watched that as an adult. <laughs> okay. So maybe not the oh, thing then. Maybe not the thing. Not the thing. Not the thing. Also, don't watch don't watch the Canadian uh, sci-fi horror uh, Cube either. Cube. That's where they got oh, that from. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's a great yeah. movie. I didn't That's an amazing figure, movie. Yeah, I didn't even think about putting that in here. Yeah, now I kind of yeah. wish I'd picked that, but anyway, never yeah. mind. <laughs> I, I thought about it, but I'm like, it's not a good intro because no. you have to be a fan of the show to sit through Cube. No. Oh, no. Uh, anyway, let's move on to Hawk. Hawk, give, me a, give us your, your suggestion or suggestions. Go. All right. Mine is kind of twofold because they're connected. In that. So I guess if I was... Uh, my first movie I'm going to talk about... Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, 1987, Sam Raimi. Dead by Dawn, oh, Dead by yeah. Dawn. And this I would recommend because, you know, as for as much horror and gore is, that is in the movie, and there's a lot, you know. this uh, I saw it probably when I was like 11 or 12, and like it yeah. kept me up. I mean, either I was a yeah. very, very precocious child, or this was a genuinely terrifying movie to watch. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. uh the one thing Sam Raimi did with this movie and that was balance it with the amazing slapstick comedy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, yeah. uh, and a lead character in that who, who really kind of busted through a genre on that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams and that, it sure. was an iconic role. He's kept it going for, I counted up about 35 years now since he's wow. been playing this role. Yeah. <laughs> and he, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was born to it and that he mixes those, mm-hmm. those chiseled, you know, you know, movie star features and that with the self-effacing uh, humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there is a sequence in this film shows. So I'm going to spoil a little bit for you on that, but it <gasps> is okay. one of the best comedic horror pieces I've ever seen in that. And I don't think I've ever seen it before this film and that, and that is a man fighting his own demonized. Hand. Oh yeah. He's so yeah. good in that scene. And, and so, so mm. I've seen, I've seen army of darkness. So I know the, the setup, the, the, the yeah. setup to that. Yeah. Okay. But the, but, but the evil dead two is actually closer to a horror and, uh, and it is worth seeing. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. yeah. There's there's stuff that's gonna that'll stick with you. It stuck with me for a long time in that. But if you're gonna jump with both feet into the water as far as the horror genre goes in that <laughs> I'm gonna mm-hmm. say Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn. I like this. I like it. It's a good yeah, suggestion. Absolutely. I would I, actually one. I would actually say Army of Darkness before for an intro, but because it's, it's not as scary comedic. though. That's, yeah, that's, though. No, that's the thing though. That's why yeah. you need to ease people in. Yeah. That's yeah. why my follow-up mm-hmm. was Army of Darkness. No, fair enough. 1992. <laughs> Darkness. Uh, took five nice. years to get made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, in this film, and that he, he, it's almost like the comedy. The comedy supplants the horror and gore. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So he goes for way yeah. more vi- big visual uh, s- slapstick. <sighs> Buster Keaton style, yeah, um, yeah, uh, you know sequences in that. Even uh, the gore is slapsticky, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, 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 it's, uh, yeah, it's so yeah. over the top. Yeah, oh um, yeah, 
you know, the mirror scene is, you know, mm-hmm. you know it's available on YouTube sh- uh, show. So, you know, oh, you've well, seen, you've seen it though. I've, I've seen Army right. of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one liners go into spoilers and that, but yeah, oh, yeah, the whole mirror scene is fantastic in that. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, phenomenal. I agree. Yeah, no, Evil that. Evil Dead the two is actually yeah definitely yeah worth checking out if you if you enjoy yeah. Army of Darkness and wouldn't mind getting back into that. But it is actually closer to a horror movie and still mm-hmm. not a pure horror movie. It does it does have mm-hmm. all those origin elements mm-hmm. of the one liners and everything. Uh, it's just not all the way there yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Army of Darkness two is yeah. great. That's a great choice. There are honestly still parts of Army uh, not Army of Darkness Evil Dead two that Evil two yeah. yeah like the like the mm-hmm. dance. It's still yeah. Uh, yeah. There's some scary sequences. Yeah, yeah. but oh, good. Yeah. I still Absolutely. thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. All right. No, so- thumbs up. I ha- I have a, a minor point of order, so I want to bring up one of the crown jewels of my film collection is I actually have the collector's edition release <sighs> of Army of Darkness on VHS. Ooh. It's the limited. Oh. It's the limited print that has the original ending. Oh yes, yes, really? I've seen that. I have I that too. It has the. I, I, I actually the think I might have that as well. Ending. Yeah, wow. actually, I, I bought think, that. Uh, I have that as well. I bought that in New York City <laughs> when I went there when I was sixteen on a school trip. That's awesome. And I did that as well. No, actually, no. no. Oh, I was gonna say cool. <laughs> in Times Square at the Virgin, a megastore, they had like the section of random widescreen and like Criterion and weird movies. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah. what is this? And nice. then I was like, what is this? And I picked yeah. up the aliens um, widescreen. I was like, I have to I, I buy used these to, I used to love buying widescreen movies on VHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was awesome. It was so cool. <laughs> so yeah, so I had to throw that in there because it's one of, like I said, it's one of the few crown jewels I have in my collection. Where it it's is, the, that's awesome. The it's a good one. It's like, a good one to yes. have. So let's, let's move into another classic. Our next pick is from Spears. You know, Spears of this podcast he yeah. has decided to give us his suggestion, and it is a doozy. Hey, Geeks, it's Spears. Um, and the film I found that is a good introduction to the horror genre is one that I sort of found by accident. Uh, see, every Friday, my family uh, sits down and watches a movie together. And, you know, my kids are very close in age, but still kind of quite young and since one's a boy and one's a girl, they have kind of really different interests right now. You know, my daughter is kind of into these cute animal movies, and my son is more into, like, kind of kids on adventures kind of flicks. Um, so things like um, like Air Bud are, like, the center of that Venn diagram for us right now. So a couple of months ago, I'm looking through, like, the new releases on Netflix And I see they've remade the Benji movie. And I remember thinking, huh, well, that's a lot like Air Bud. So, you know, it's about a dog and a couple of lonely kids. They're like living with their mom who's, you know, recently they've lost their father and they're dealing with a lot of stuff. It's like, oh, this adorable animal is going to like mess up their house. And, you know, the kids try to keep the dog's secret from the mom but she finds out and it's like you can't keep that dog and if only there was some way for the dog to like prove its value to the family and heal the pain that they're all going through so i'm watching the trailer and thinking yeah yeah this seems pretty perfect so we get our pizza and we sit down to watch it and you know as soon as i hit play right away i notice that the production studio is blumhouse 
And I mean, Blumhouse is a studio that has a really varied output, but I always associate them with like the insidious movies. And I'm like, "Mm, are we going to get halfway through and is someone going to get possessed? That seems unlikely. Uh, So we're watching and, you know, this Blumhouse info kind of fades from my mind and it's a, it's a pretty good take on the kids adopt animal wacky hijinks kind of film. But then we get to the midpoint and it takes this really sharp left turn um, when the, the kids in the movie are abducted in a robbery gone wrong. And right away we get kicked like almost into this other genre. The criminals who take them are these like really big, scary dudes and they're really like up in the kids' faces and they're all like, we don't want to hurt you, but we'll hurt you. You know, it's it's couched in kiddie terms and nothing's too like overt or explicit, but I mean, it's pretty unmistakable. The level of threat just goes from zero to like a thousand in one scene. Um, so they put the kids in this old gross van and they drive them out. Um, the movie's set in New Orleans, so they drive them out of the city and it's all kind of swampy and they're driving past these old industrial areas out into the boons and they get to this old house and it's like suddenly we're in the Texas Chainsaw remake. You've got this moldering old like mansion-y thing. There's tons of like crawl spaces at hidden passages where, you know, the protagonist could be hiding and the, the, uh, the goodies who are looking for them, the police and their mom could walk like right by them and not even know they're there. Um, and, you know, suddenly the pup is on the trail and it's following them by scent and it finds the kids but can't get them out. And the the baddie, the this, these big scary dudes chase the pup into this old, like, moldering, wrecked uh, school bus that's rusting um, out by the old house. You know, and Benji ducks underneath uh, the seats in the bus. And it's like, you know, did, did they see him go in? Did the baddies know they're there? And you hear the the one guy um come into the bus and you see his legs underneath from like Benji's point of view from underneath the seats and it's a perfect horror movie sequence you've got total power imbalance between the good guy and the bad guy there is nothing that Benji can do against this much bigger stronger uh person you've got sort of like a creepy, decaying, isolated environment. You've got, like you're seeing the villain um, in pieces rather than in full shots, so he seems much bigger and more terrifying than he could ever possibly be. And the hero's options are limited to run and hide. And this film does a perfect sequence of hiding and trapped where the heroes like sort of painted themselves into a corner. The dog is stuck in the bus. And it's like, how is he going to get out? And step by step, inch by inch, this baddie closes all of the possible escape routes and is getting closer and closer. And my kids are practically in tears. I'm on the edge of my seat. And I'm thinking this is a Benji movie. Anyway, that bit's really well done. Um, and, you know, spoilers, it doesn't go into, like, anything truly horrifying. The kids do get out. No one gets possessed. And, you know, it's a feel-good family fun. But it is also 
perhaps inadvertently, a good introduction to the horror genre. Anyway, I don't know, just a thought, um, and it's probably really lame, so feel free to mock me endlessly and mercilessly as soon as I'm done, uh, which is now. Uh, so, you know, Majram geeks, um, thanks for inviting me on, dudes. This is this was kind of fun. Uh, thanks a lot. Bye. All right. Thanks, Spears, for adding that really weird, weird, weird suggestion. <laughs> Surprisingly apt. Who knew? Um, I'm convinced, yes. though, boy. Anyway, I mean, he, so. he, he really sold that. I, so, I kind of yeah. want to watch it now. So Benji yeah. is yeah. on Netflix. It is a Netflix film, and it was produced by Bloomhouse mm-hmm. Productions in 2018. Yeah. So confusing. Um, he convinced me to watch it. It sort yeah. of sounds like uh, the old one, but with modern horror Type yeah, well, I think just for that, just for, I think just for that sequence, though. I mean, I don't yeah. think the movie itself. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's actually, right. horror. <laughs> oh no, for real. Like I, I remember as he was describing it. I'm like, yeah, no, that that tracks with what I remember happening in the original story wise. At least, I mean, it sounds like they made it more contemporarily intense than the yeah well, contemporary. I shouldn't say more more intense because I remember the original, you know, got pretty intense near the end because you mm-hmm. know back in the. 60s and 70s where it's like oh we have to catch these robbers let's hold them at gunpoint there's a big standoff with you know everyone's got guns which yeah. is you know kind of terrifying for children they just kind of you know updated it a bit and yes it's you know it's Blumhouse is Blumhouse they're very good at, at developing creepy it's their it's their genre they're very good at it even with a happy-go-lucky kids film I'm sure it's going to be creepy when they try yeah for sure this is rated PG so parental guidance Shows, what do you think? Would you show your kid this movie? I remember showing, I, I remember watching the original Benji fairly young and not yeah. being traumatized. Oh, I don't know. My, my, <laughs> my, my kids tend to be pretty sensitive about movies too. I don't know if that's a genetic thing. Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll show my kid it. She seems to be fine with like weird things like the dark crystal and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, um, that's really pushing boundaries. Yeah. I know. <laughs> She's like, oh, this looks cool. I'm going to watch it. Um, <laughs> do, do, you guys, do you guys remember how, Bowman, uh, remember how Bowman was saying that his uh, his daughter really enjoys Return to Oz? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. It's, 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 so you know, kids, kids are different, right? Every, yeah. every kid has a different uh, interest. And it's true. It's mm-hmm. fair. That's fair. All right. Um, let's move on over to who should be next. Let's go with. Um, me. Yes. I'm picking me. I'm going to start with the kids one because it is a fun little one. It just it has little hints of horror, but not really. It's fun. It's animated. It has lots of fun, catchy songs because it is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Is. Um, yes. It is a great animated film. It's set, it's, it's, it has the, the imagery that it's not too scary because there are skeletons and ghosts and whatnot, but it has that Tim Burton charm of that horror thing that he likes drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is cute. Um, there are some scary moments, like the oogie boogie mm-hmm. part is fairly scary. There are, yeah. you know, there are not lots of little Halloween horror type things that kids could start getting used to. And because it's fun and there are songs, it, I think it's a good little intro to get kids into that type of thing without them thinking, ooh, this is freaky. Yeah. Thoughts? Oh yeah, no, for sure. That one's a, a solid pick for kids. Yeah, I was gonna pick Coraline, but I was like, that is a little too scary. That gets real, yeah, <laughs> a little creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Button eyes, yeah, and spider hands, and whatnot. Um, 
for okay no no thoughts other than no no no, no i totally agree it's, no it's i awesome. think <laughs> i i agree with what you said too about uh yeah like um the boogeyman bit is is a bit uh, freaky and there's definitely some great imagery that will like stick with mm-hmm. you but but it just makes it so playful and it just makes halloween and oh, like, yeah, such a wonderful time of year you know like when you mm-hmm. imagine there's a whole world attached to it i mean it's easy when you're talking about uh christmas you know because there's yeah. so much so many animated you know shows from that era but uh, yeah, Nightmare for Christmas like mm-hmm. brought like a whole extra level of charm, you know, for sure. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, no, I love that movie for sure. Plus, the stop motion has such a great charm to it. it you know. uh, yeah, the stop motion still holds up. The voice cast on that movie was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it's definitely a great entry into uh, if you want to get get kids into horror, it's the best way to do it and the gentlest way to do it. Yeah, that's a my my adult choice is a little bit. Uh, I I had a hard time whether I should bring this movie forward because it's more towards the the comedy part of the spectrum. But mm-hmm. there are it does play with a lot of the stereotypes of the horror, especially the zombie genre. Uh-huh. And I have picked Shaun of the Shaun Dead, Dead as yeah. my uh, as my one. This was probably hey, this is one I of saw my, that one. Yeah. This is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I get that uh, reference. Time. So um, <laughs> yeah, it, it plays off all the the the, the right the right mm-hmm tones every every everything that they touch upon like edgar wright give him credit he's mm-hmm. amazing at playing off of different stereotypes or different genres because they did shown in the dead they did hot fuzz and it was just mm-hmm. playing off both of those genres perfectly yeah again amazing soundtrack amazing yep. um yep. amazing cast i think that the horror aspects near the end get to the part where you're like oh, okay this can be scary especially yeah when the zombies start taking over and you know. mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned soundtracks and that because it leads into one of my favorite scenes from the movie and that when they find out they can use old LP and why yeah. for throwing this. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to the stone roses, second album. I like it. Uh, brilliant sequence yeah, no, favorite, yeah. Go ahead. sorry go ahead, Steve. no you go for no 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 i was just gonna just comment on the movie overall but no go go back for to your oh scene. no i was just gonna say that like my favorite audio audio sequence is um the the uh kill the queen you know yeah. don't stop me now so yeah yeah, yeah amazing yeah. yeah yeah i mean i think what makes that movie really work too is like yeah i mean it's somebody who obviously admires the uh the zombie genre and uh, and really gets you know like why zombie movies uh you know especially the romero movies like mm-hmm. were a phenomenon and so it's like it's like his love letter you know to that oh, genre yeah. but like it's yeah it's very accessible because it's it's funny but it's still a legitimate zombie movie right i mean yeah. a lot of times when you like do these like uh, merging of genres sometimes mm-hmm. it's like one genre weighs out over the other mm-hmm. one a little bit more you know but yeah. but no that that's i don't think anyone would ever say shawn of the dead doesn't count you know I mean, no not at all yeah, yeah so straight I, up. Yeah, even even george romero acknowledged it in uh, land of the dead when he had uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost do a cameo on that, so yeah, yes. When when the Godfather of zombie films acknowledges your your movie as legitimate, you know you've done something right. Yeah, it's bona fide, fresh. All right, let's move on to our final guests. This is Namali and Jen from Rosemary's Ladies, and see what they've chosen. I'm Molly. I'm Jen. And we are from the podcast Rosemary's Ladies, a podcast where we do witty retellings of horror movies, bad movies, and bad horror movies. Um, We are here today to talk to you about uh, some horror movie recommendations. Jen, 
when mm-hmm. you were a youngin. What was your favorite horror movie? Ooh. Or what introduced you to horror, I should say. So I guess the first, like, the first movie I remember seeing that really scared me, like, scared me so badly that I couldn't sleep at night was The Mummy, which is not a scary mm. movie. And yet I was so terrified that Arnold Vosloo was going to, like, take my eyeballs and tongue from me that, like, I could not sleep at night and I, like, had to go wake up my dad in the middle of the night and tell him I can't sleep. I would say my favorite horror movie when I was a kid was Aliens. Uh, But it's, like, it's really hard to be scared of movies when you've got the girl who plays Newt being like, okay, and here's the scene where I go down this slide, and um, it was such a fun slide that I messed up the take, like, 20 times in a row because I wanted to keep going down the slide. So that's that's a little tidbit um, (laughs) if your kids are scared. It's it's much easier. Make them watch the behind the scenes. Yeah, it's much uh, easier to like separate like movie from reality if you get to see like oh it's just this is how the monsters are made. All right, it's like it's like when you see you know like um, Ralph. I'm gonna pronounce his last name wrong. Ralph Fiennes or whatever, like in Mm -hmm. his Voldemort outfit, like sipping a cola. Right, it just takes you out of it. Um, Yes, agreed. But yeah, I think Aliens was probably. I've watched, my dad and I watched that one all the time. I love Aliens to this day. Sure. What about um, you? For me, there's there's two two paths to this story. The first one is, now, I mean, it's not a horror movie per se, but Labyrinth is known to scare children because I, I mean, can you see got that. Weird, you got weird goblin puppets creeping around, and so a lot of kids... Um, when I was growing up, were scared of that movie. I love that movie. I wore the VHS tape out of Labyrinth, and it was recorded from like a TV. I think it was on Disney Channel, and so we recorded it onto a VHS, and I wore the crap out of that. So that's a semi. I mean, for a kid, we'll say that's scary. Yeah. But then I've talked many times on our podcast about how I didn't like horror movies growing up, but I had a childhood best friend who would force me to fall asleep to horror movies. Freddy vs. Jason. What else did we watch? Scream was another one, but like I love Scream and I loved Scream then. Ghost Ship. Oh, that's a which that's <laughs> no, classic. not great. But um, so those are my first introductions to horror. But my favorite. Uh, ones growing up were probably Scream, the Scream trilogy. It's that's just, a good one to start with. It's just so beautiful. Like it's not supernatural spoopy. It's you know murder spoopy. But um, so I guess we're gonna recommend some movies for different age groups here. Uh, we're gonna start mm-hmm. with the little ones. Um, when we say little ones, I think we're thinking like four to seven ish. Yeah, seven or eight ish. Um, now. I mean, you show your kids whatever you want, but we're not going to go super spooky with these recommendations. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to go more like maybe like ho- classic Halloween or... Um, and I think we want to pick something that kids can enjoy and parents can enjoy. Yeah. So like, yes, you can, you know, there are like specifically like Mickey Mouse Halloween, Halloween things for... <laughs> yeah. Right. There are specifically Halloween things for little children that might have like... a 
a few scares for them. But we wanted to pick something that everyone can enjoy. Yeah. And so I think uh, the ones that we're going to go with for this age group are um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Was it Halloween Town? And there was one more. What was it? Adam's, Adam's family, family and Adam's Family Values. Um, so with these ones, they are definitely Halloween themed, but they're more like comedy horror, quote, horror or like comedy uh, Halloween E. I guess. I'm having a bad time mm-hmm. coming up with terms here. Uh, but I know my nephew, who is now five, last year or the previous year, he loved Nightmare Before Christmas. And I think it's because of the animation um, and the music mm-hmm. that uh, catch kids. And then even for the adults, like, it still looks cool to this day. Like, you right. cannot it not still really holds up. stop motion. So I think that one is really catchy for both audiences. That's what... Yeah, I think that one is our top recommendation yes. for little kids. Nightmare Before Christmas. And then I guess the next one, Halloween Town, classic Disney Channel original mm-hmm. movie. Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2. Yep. Um, I think Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, I think was the peak. Uh, well, they had another one where like the Halloween Town uh, folks came and like went to high school that's, or something with Marnie. That's called Halloween Town High. That's number three. <laughs> And then Halloween Town 4 was where Marnie was played by, um, they did recast Marnie, and that was very disappointing. They got uh, Sarah Paxton Uh, from Aquamarine. Um, But that one's just like, I mean, I still love Halloween Town. I still watch it every October. Um, It's just kind of fun, like, oh, what would happen if there was an alternative not so much a universe, but an alternative world where all these Halloween creatures lived and they had happy mm-hmm. times. Um, it's just, it's it's got a cute, like, fun vibe to it, I think. And it's not scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this has got a little bit of creepiness, but it's balanced well. I think there are some creepy scenes. I remember being creeped out, like, there's a scene where, like, their grandmother gets... Um, petrified like turned into like a petrified and i remember that scaring me as a kid like not it it was like a good scare like it scared me you know it scared me a little bit but not enough where i was like i never want to see this movie ever again so that was a little bit of a scary scene um and then the next one here is um adam's family and adam's family values that one i mean great casting uh i love it Mm -hmm. still um but it's it's got, you know, like those funny gigs in there that I think kids would find funny, even if they didn't understand the story of what was happening. Right. I think it is. It's dark, but it's darkness played with such an element of comedy that it like you you aren't really going to be scared by it. So those are a couple options if you especially if you have kids that are sort of like, you know, maybe you have a four year old and a seven year old. I think those are ones that like younger kids and older kids can enjoy. Yeah. Um, all right, so this next age bracket, I believe we're going, like, we'll say, I guess, since we did 4 to 7, we'll do 8 to, like, 13? Yeah, I think that's good. Um, so for this age bracket, we're just going to recommend Beetlejuice, another Tim Burton movie, uh, a classic. I love I love Beetlejuice it's so much. It's got horror elements. It's got, like, very strong comedic elements. It's got fun set designs mm-hmm. and costumes and makeup. Um so that's like, and I think the the scares in this one are just a little bit, little bit more than like it's not it's still not super scary, but it, there's definitely like 
I mean, people die in this movie. So that's, it's a little scary. Uh, But I wrote, like, Sand Snake is a little scary. And just, like, how they pull their Mm -hmm. faces when they're trying to scare the Dietzes always kind of creep me out. But it's also, it's also a little more adult in the humor. Yeah, agree. I think if you show this movie to, like, a, a kid in that age range, either... They'll get the joke and it's it'll be fine. Other or it'll just completely go over their right. head. Yep. Man, we were we're really going uh two out of three Tim Burton on this. Well, one. I was gonna suggest another one um really quickly for like more of towards the like thirteen to fourteen year olds maybe. Um Jen and I are doing our best. We're not particular Worse. with kids, so we're trying to think about um what parents would want to show their kids. Um Sleepy mm-hmm. Hollow is another one another like classic october watch for me anyways um it's a little bit more intense it's gory um, are you talking johnny yes. depp or the animated no, johnny one depp version. sleepy hollow is one of those things where like i i think if your kids are in the younger age bracket like four to seven the animated sleepy hollow with bing crosby that one's i still love that mm. one like we always watch that one in school so if you want to sort of introduce the legend of Sleepy Hollow to them. The animated Disney sure. one is really, really good. Uh, but if they're a little older, yeah, I think the the Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp is just great. Top notch. All right, so that brings us to our, I think it's our final bracket. It's we'll go. This one I'm excited to talk about. This one is for adults that are just maybe just getting, maybe you're just getting into maybe horror. Just... Maybe, maybe you never watched horror when you were younger. Maybe you just aren't sure where to start. Or, for those who have been, you know, watching horror, maybe you haven't heard of this one, or maybe you haven't seen this one, but... I think we wanted to go off the beaten path a little bit with this one, because even if you're not a horror fan, even if you're not someone who watches a lot of horror movies, you, you've you heard of the big ones, you know, you've heard of Scream, you've heard of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you've heard of all yeah, these yeah, ones. you got so we wanted, ones, yeah. You got those ones, yeah. So we wanted to pick something that maybe is a little more indie, not a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people have heard of it, maybe not a lot of people have seen it. I personally don't know a ton of people um, outside of like just like regular like horror fans specifically well, who have seen this movie. Yeah, and this one is um I think constantly streaming on some Hulu, Amazon or Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the movie It Follows. And Jen recommended this one to me. Like she kept telling me to watch it, watch it, watch it. And I finally watched it like last year, I believe. And like mm-hmm. I like horror movies and this one like legitimately creeped me out. I was home alone watching it and I was like, this is a terrible idea. Here is a quick summary. Uh, for 19-year-old Jay, autumn should be about school, boys, and weekends out at the lake. But after a seemingly innocent sexual encounter, she finds herself plagued by strange visions and the inescapable sense that someone, something, is following her. Faced with this burden, Jay and her friends must find a new way to escape the horrors that seems only a few steps behind. So this one is more subtle horror. Like, it's sus- very psychological. psychological and suspenseful because you as the audience mm-hmm. see when something is ha- going to be, like, when something is going to happen, you see it as an audience, but the character doesn't see it. So you're sitting in your chair being like, go, 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 and they're mm-hmm. not doing anything. I, I think there are only a couple jump scares, if my memory serves me correctly, but, like, it's the subtle, suspenseful horror, and it's, it's right. so perfect. Like, I love this movie. 
it's not very gory. It's not very jump scary. Uh, so it's very... All the classics that we mentioned are very, very gory. That's not always the best way to start off your horror journey. Mm. Because the real scares are the ones you don't see coming. Um, this movie, it's... Yeah, it's not about the gore. It's about the suspense and the fear of what's coming because you, you can't see your enemy. Right. So per, the thing that's coming after them can take many different forms of people. So how do you know who to trust? Anyone behind you can be the person who's going to kill right. you. And so that's really what, like, by the end of the movie, you're so stressed out that literally if you see anyone just like popping up that you don't recognize like just popping up walking by these characters you instantly are like what are they doing i do not trust mm-hmm. this what's going on you get, turn around like go back to back yeah. get inside yeah and um so kind of going off of this suggestion another one that i just re- really quick want to plug is a quiet place because this is also a that movie is mm-hmm. also a suspenseful horror movie, but it's even more so. Um, I guess it could be three. It's a suspenseful sci-fi horror movie because mm-hmm. it's it's not um, like a, a you know a murderer is out there or some kind of supernatural being. It's sci-fi, and if you want to be on the edge of your seat uh, the entire time, check out that one too. Right. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt both do a great job in that movie. And John Krasinski, Mm -hmm. I believe, wrote and directed it as well. And his whole idea behind that movie is, what would we do to protect our kids? Basically, in this movie, you can't make any sound. You make sound, you're dead. Any kind of sound, like not even just vocal, but like any kind of like loud, like they put sand when they walk and they have all these riggings for like um, pots and pan, like all that kind of stuff. Like you can't make literally Mm -hmm. any noise. It's very interesting because it's a little bit risky to do, you know, a two hour long movie where the entire time I think maybe 20 words are spoken Mm -hmm. throughout the entire movie. That's it. I mean, that's risky. And you still have to get us to care about these characters and still get scared about everything. Yeah, yeah. So that's I would agree that's another great um, one. So I guess, well, <laughs> we went ten minutes over. So let's recommend like one movie uh, for each group, and we 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 like to think we, we went above and beyond. We gave you we guys like several extra credit over here at Rosemary's Ladies. We're always trying to mm-hmm. sop up that extra credit. So, um, yeah, there it is. There are recommendations for different age groups for introductory to kind of the spoopy. Um, movie genre. And um, you can check us out at rosemarysladies.com or uh, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts at. Um, and if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are Rosemary's Ladies, and on Twitter, we are Ladies Rosemary. So you can go hit us up on there for spooky memes. And we release new episodes every Sunday um, afternoon or evening. So Got a new episode every week. So creep on, creeping on. Awesome, awesome suggestions. Yeah, uh, wow, they really wanted yeah. that extra credit. <laughs> they, they, did, they got that extra credit, and it was it was amazing. They went above and beyond. So good. Sure. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, so let's let's start with their four to eight year old suggestions. They picked Nightmare Before Christmas, Halloween Town, Halloween Town Two, and the Adams Family Value movie. 
I loved Adam Stanley, uh, Barry Sonnenfeld. And that was, that was before he did Men in Black. Uh, yes. He was mm-hmm. a longtime cinematographer for the Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was his first kind of uh, like big foray into direction on his own. That uh, Great movie, well shot. And, you know, I was, I was a little bit older when I saw it. So I had kind of some perspective. So I just saw it as pure comedy. But as, as far as, an, uh, as a good sit down film for kids. Yeah. 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 yeah, he had actually done the Adams Family before that, so it wasn't his yeah. first film; it was his third-ish film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great, great direction, great, great cast. Again, it's super oh, funny. Yeah. Um, it has the humor for both kids and adults, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, all of these films, like Before Christmas, Halloween Town, Halloween Town Two, have both of that humor. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like you're gonna slog through a kids movie and just be like, oh my god, this again. right, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Like Adams Family, like we were just talking about love letters. I mean, that, that's just such a wonderful realization you know of like an interesting property which right now they're doing again you know which i find really interesting <laughs> yeah. but but i mean i mean, i think they knew they couldn't do it again with another live cast after the one no. that they had back then yeah. you know so yeah. and then we just talked about nightmare before christmas uh but i actually haven't seen halloween town and halloween town too um what do you guys yeah, think what, of what is that uh, Matt, do you want to take this? Uh, Halloween Town. I, I I have not seen them in their entirety, so I'm not qualified to comment on them. <laughs> They're like these Disney um, TV movie Halloween mm-hmm. movies. Uh, it's okay. it's hard to explain. It's sort of it. It feels like. I, you're going to hate me, but it feels like a Sabrina, the teenage witch type. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. It's pretty sure. accurate. It mixed with trail. Goosebumps. Like it's, it's better than Sabrina, but it's, yeah. I don't know. I think it's more like Goosebumps actually, to be honest. Okay, uh, cool. It, it, can, it's can, fun. can I just uh, interject for a second here? Just because you said Goosebumps. Like, would you think things like Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like, would those be also good at, uh, entries for young kids Absolutely. into the horror genre? Absolutely. Um, so the new Are You Afraid of the Dark, I don't know if you've seen any of it. Um, it's mm. actually scary for adults. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've seen a couple, <laughs> yeah. like, um, some screener stuff. And it is... Legit. It, it's yeah. legit. Like, they're actually trying to scare kids again, which is yeah. nice. Um, because, you know, fa- fairy tales and grims, all that stuff. Mm. It was meant to scare and give, you know messages mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, they've gone back to that um yeah they were the gift we, of fear for children <laughs> i remember talking to matt about scary stories to tell in the dark yeah that film from uh, guillermo well technically you know he produced it but yeah, it was uh, guillermo. It, yeah <laughs> it has his his fingerprints all over yeah. um it's a good intro it's not scary it's not gory but it is creepy as crap yeah so yeah Which movies has, like yeah. that is, yeah they're good ones that's always what I find too, especially, you know, I'll, I'll dive into this when I get to my bit, but I think, especially if you're trying to introduce kids into it, you don't want to go necessarily with like full on scary. Creepy is better because if they can stand creepy, then you can start introducing more, more sure. scare. I've, yeah, I've that's always good. found. No, that's fair. I like that. Because unsettling is so much is easier to palette than out and out scares because out and out scares, yeah. you can get turned off really quickly and that's an end of it. Yeah, it's too intense. Yeah, yeah, but creepiness is like a good. Uh, it's a yeah. slow. The slow burn Starting is point. a lot easier than just the the big flashy gore scare. Mm. But uh, Halloween Town is fun, fun, fun Disney esque fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, look into Halloweeny that. fun. They have. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy it. It's it's one of those. It's like you know when you're at Christmas time and you watch those Hallmark movies. You're like, I probably shouldn't be watching this, but I'm watching it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what this Halloween. That's what I feel like when I watch Halloween Town. It's wonderful. I love them. They're, they're I, al- I almost vomited when I saw this Hallmark commercial today, and that and this line came up: "Sometimes life happens." Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna deep dive here for a second. Just <laughs> give a rep. The best comparison I can make for Halloween Town 
And it's another <laughs> Disney property that I don't even know if most people will remember. Does anyone recall the Disney Sunday movie, Mr. Boogity? Uh, that's yes. Title. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. From like, it was like 86, okay. 87 genre very similar where you have like yeah. there's, some, there's some parts that are kind of scary and kind of creepy but not really and there's some comedy that's kind of for kids but kind of for adults but a little bit it's it's like that right right it was that that's the best comparison that i can make for it and i know that's a real deep dive for a lot of people mm-hmm. um again no but that's a good comparison Oh, they also mentioned uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the original animated. Yes, yes. yes. So for the uh, they, they're for the eight to thirteen year olds, they chose Beetlejuice, Sleepy Hollow, both the animated and Johnny Depp versions. Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely concur with those ones. Those are definitely some good intros. Beetlejuice, slightly more so because again, it's one of those. There's a lot of jokes that will go over kids' heads. Yeah, and I remember that because I remember I remember seeing that movie when I was you know in my teens, and I didn't get a lot mm-hmm. of the jokes, and then I went back. Yeah. And, as an adult and went, wow, why did my parents let me watch this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to actually have as uh, my adult one, this is a movie that sort of reminds me of Beetlejuice, but The Burbs. Yeah. Like, that oh, movie also yeah. had some horror aspects, but funny. They had there, there were lots of like of adult and yeah. You know, yep. There were a lot yeah. of horror aspects to that movie. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. Much Especially so, the yeah. ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think those are great choices. I mean, I remember being quite disturbed by the uh, art direction of Beetlejuice. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's just certain things like, especially when they were like trying to freak them out, you know, and they like, they, oh, you know, yeah. malform their faces oh, and everything, like, you know, classic, <laughs> classic, and again, classic Tim Burton, like yeah. stop motion, you know, the just creepy, disturbing, <laughs> Yeah. And again, another one of those movies that really holds up to the time, like because of yes. the practical effects. It's just yeah. and, and doubly strange now, especially if you're watching it now and you haven't seen it, to be like, hey, that's Alec Baldwin. And you're like, wow, that's baby Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Super baby. <laughs> and Catherine O'Hara, right? Oh, Catherine yeah. O'Hara, Gina Davis, Jeffrey Jones. Oh, mm-hmm. Such a good cast. Like a yeah. phenomenal Winona cast. Ryder. Winona Ryder. Baby Ryder. Ryder. Yes. Baby Ryder. <laughs> yeah. Baby and Ryder. now she's a mom on uh, Stranger Things. <gasps> yeah. Weird. And Spock's mom. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. let's uh, let's go with the... the- oh, well, well, I just wanted to add, though, the, the yeah. comment about the animated uh, Sleepy Hollow. I, I would actually recommend the animated Sleepy Hollow over the, um, the Johnny yes. Depp one. Because yeah. I think Christopher Walken is just just too disturbing because he's Christopher Walken and yeah. you know, you, you got to cut off, you know, at a certain age for Christopher Walken. I mean, that's just, yeah. like, it's just well, the, and there the is, walking line, you know? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm there, until Thursday. Also in, in the, the live action, there is some, there is some gore and some disturbing stuff. In yeah. There, like, like some younger, like some kids that one, I would say, pick your spots with your kids. Yeah. yeah. But like, I sort but, of gauge the room on that one. Cause like, it, it's not for everyone. And like I said, there is some shock and there is some gore and yeah. it can be disturbing if, if you don't have the right mindset going into it. Yeah, no, it, it, it has some really <laughs> horrific imagery, yeah. but the animated one that haunted me for, for a long time. Oh, yeah. I saw that yes. when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I'm, sh- I, I, yeah, I, I think that's, it's just very effective and uh, it, it's short. Well, and Bing it Crosby is terrifying at times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, Bing Crosby, yeah. terrifying. But the songs in the animated one will also <laughs> stick in your head for decades. Yeah. I, I actually had to buy it when they released it on DVD just so I get the songs <laughs> out of my head. All right, let's uh, let's do the uh, the final two, the adult films. It follows, which is yeah, uh, even a. Uh, 
it was a choice I did not expect, but it's such a good one. I, this movie mm-hmm. is that one was really out of left field. Yeah, mm. this movie this movie felt like an '80s film, but done yes properly. It was, now it was like, so. I remember when I went and saw the movie when it came out. I just made an active choice to walk from my house or my apartment at the oh, time. Wow, to Burlington because it was the only cinema that was playing it, which was mm-hmm. about a good I don't know four what not four more than that about I'd say fifteen k walk. Mm-hmm. Walked there, watched the movie, and then walked back and instantly regretted wa- walking. <laughs> yeah, why did you? I went, I went and saw a, yeah. like an afternoon matinee, so I got out of the theater at like six thirty, and it was winter, so it was already getting dark, and instantly regretted that decision. Yeah. I'm like, why did I choose to do that? That's like getting locked <laughs> in your car after watching another horror movie. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, but oh, was, yeah. I was so blown away by because yeah, like you said, it it felt like an awesome '80s throwback film. Yes, yeah. um, I get. I think I think this is a movie that shows you could actually watch. I I yeah, don't think yeah. it's it's freaky enough that you would dislike it. I was just watching the trailer. It looks interesting. And why yeah. it's like it's like I said, it's not it's not about the gore. There are some moments. Like there's a one that sticks in my head at the very very beginning that it's an aftermath shot, which is a little disturbing, but the majority of it it's just slow burn creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes yeah. you it just once you know the concept of it it makes you question everything you're watching and it makes you watch everything so closely yeah yeah, yeah um, it's a very intense uh film even yeah. though not that much happens but nevertheless it grabs you so yeah it's, you know not not a lot happens but when things do happen it happens relentlessly mm-hmm. okay yeah wow. yeah shares a uh, lot with uh the kind of genre of Cronenberg uh, like years ago and that and in theme wise and that because yes. it, it involves like a um, I'm going to say like a very special kind of STD yes yeah so very not, to give, so. Too, not yeah. to give too much away but yeah so um, and I think that they they paired this up perfectly with A Quiet Place I yeah. think both of these movies are phenomenal first movies for adults um, yeah. A Quiet Place sort of took me I, I think it was you Matt who was like just go see it yeah, <laughs> just go see it. You're gonna love it. And I, I went to it, and it, it, it was nothing how I expected it. I knew, I, know. I knew sort of what it was. Yeah, about. the gimmick, sure, the gimmick. But it was so much more than just the gimmick. Yeah, the, uh, the the trailer gave nothing away on that for that film, other okay. than here's a rough concept, and yeah, it, yeah. It, it made you so familiar with the concept that when you started watching it, you knew what to expect, but then you had no idea what you were going to expect. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how to explain how good this movie is. Yeah. It, it was probably one of my favorite movies yeah. of last year. Like oh, last year? It was two this years year? ago. Is it two oh, years it was, now? It was two years. Yeah, it's at least two years now. Oh, it, was, it, was summer, it was summer before last. 2018, uh, it was last year. Yes. Oh, okay, well, yeah. technically, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't as big on it, but I don't know whether that's a parental thing or not. I mean, I understand oh. that that's a very big motivator, but the problem with it is I, I, I kind of got dropped out of it, unfortunately, a little bit because I thought they made a lot of, a lot of very bad decisions, and it, it was hard for me. I, to oh yes, I, I, I just I agree. I Steve, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, on yep. yeah. I, I, I remember. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Yeah, I remember my my debate. initial reaction was to rename the movie like. You know, kids are dumb. What could go wrong? That was my name for the movie. So <laughs> I, I don't know. But, but also, it's a parents good movie. are dumb. Yeah, I, parents, I, people are dumb. What, I, yeah, you know, I, I, re- I just yeah, I renamed it parental irresponsibility. <laughs> Without giving anything away to shows, because because I hope you do watch it. Why didn't they just move over to the waterfall? Yes, sure. 
It's a source of clean water. I mean, like it's perfect camouflage. I, it, I, uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, that one is very, very intense, though. I would say like it follows and uh, Quiet Place are great pairing. But I would say it, I would say Quiet Place is almost too stressful, you know, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a perspective thing, right? Because yeah. it, it, Quiet Place is about parental stress and child yeah. stress, right? Yeah. Whereas It Follows is teen stress, right? So Very I don't know, so, maybe, yeah. maybe I didn't relate as much to It Follows and I was able to just enjoy it, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, they're, yeah, both, I, they're both I, stressful though. <laughs> a parent would appreciate A Quiet Place more. Absolutely. Of course. I, Absolutely. I feel like I was more upset at A Quiet Place because of the parenting in it. Like I love the, the film, horror. but it's still amazing. The horror. <laughs> I, 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 both I have the kids uh, and the parents. I have a commentary on that movie that we'll get into, you know, off off the air, just because it's 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 my own opinion and it's not shared by everyone else here. But we'll, <laughs> after the fact, it's the one thing that bothered me the most about that movie. But it was really right. a storyline thing and not a, a, a cinematic error. That's fair. Well, you know what? Since you, you we, I don't want to stop you talking. You just keep going. I'll just let's keep go, talking. Let's hear your, let's hear your some suggestions. For- okay, mine because you know me and I love to court some controversy when I bring up decisions. I have I have two that will seem very bizarre choices, but I, I can justify these. I promise you, we've got the time. <laughs> so for my younger entry, I'm going to do a Disney deep dive here, and oh. this is one that that I saw when I was a kid. So I can justify it as it's, it's not going to traumatize kids per se. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll turn out like Matt. That's uh, a, <laughs> yeah. there are worse ways to turn out. Uh, it's 1983's something wicked. This way comes. Oh Ooh, Lord. Very good. Uh, <sighs> written by Ray Bradbury. Yes. Um, yes. It is. I, I consider this one of Disney's only legitimate horror films. Because the themes in this yes. movie are... Did we all read this in high school? I didn't read it, actually. I didn't read it either. Uh, no, we, I, we, I read it we, in high school. I, I actually... First time I saw this, I was actually in middle school, I think. It was grade six or seven. Um, we, we, we'd we been discussing Ray Bradbury, but we never read any of his stuff because, you know, it was public school system, and who cares? Kids will watch whatever they want to watch. But no, I remember watching this movie and being so taken in by it because, again, it was a... You know, you have aspects of, you know, the kids that are trying to figure out what's going on with this strange carnival that comes to town. And you have, you know, the carnival that's able to grant people whatever they want, but for a price. There's all these wonderful tropes and factors that occur in it. The cast in the movie is absolutely phenomenal for the time. And you've got Jason Robards, John, like a very young Jonathan Price looking extra creepy. Uh, Diane Ladd, Pam Greer. It's a great, great combination again. Um, and it's one of those, I mean, it's Disney and it was Disney in the eighties where they were, it was what had, that's what started on like what I always called their sort of dark turn that ended kind of with return to Oz. Mm. They were still trying to make the live action films less for like small children, more for like, you know, preteens, teens, and young adults. Sure. The growing audience. Yeah. I think if you were to show kids that movie today compared to some of the stuff that's out there that they have more access to, it wouldn't necessarily be as scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely a lot of creepy moments in the movie, though. That, that goes without yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. But I think to bring kids into it, if they can get into something like that, it's like I said, it's not the the jump scares because there aren't jump, there aren't really jump scares, and there's no gore at all in the movie because it's Disney. Mm-hmm. But the creepiness factor behind it, I think, is what can really draw. Yeah. 
So that that's my 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 push for bringing kids into horror. Nice. And then we get to my more grown up one, and this one, Eric, you can attest to because you saw it with me. It's 2012's The Woman in Black, starring Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. This movie. This movie. <laughs> Um, and again, it's uh, based on a novel by Susan Hill. Uh, there was a BBC version of the of the stage book play adapted. Right? Sorry, was that? It was a stage play. It was adapted. It, is, it also was a stage play. Yes, uh, yeah. phenomenal stage play. Phenom- it was a BBC uh, film that was done that was relatively well done at the time too. And then they did the the, the big screen remake. It was a Canadian. Was it uh, British Canadian uh, Sweden copro? Mm. Um, and again, in terms of gore, nothing really there, but the slow burn creeps in that movie are phenomenal. There's a lot of the stuff I love, which you have, you have a lot of motion in like the, the fuzzy background where like, you know, you'll have a scene where you're watching someone at the front and then you'll see something move in the back that's right. out of focus and not clear, but then you realize there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they shot it very well. Yeah, and in, for me, it's a great way to get in because again, it's Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe is Daniel Radcliffe, and you know, it's Harry Potter. How scary can it get? Well, yeah. it can be really scary depending on who you're with. Yeah, that was that was his. Uh, I, I I seem to recall that was his first major like Hollywood kind of movie after you know. Yeah, I mean, well, he'd done, I think, yeah. he had done stage and he tried to like move on from he'd, Harry Potter, but done, that was uh, like, yeah, he had done Equus on stage in London too. Yeah. There's some some acclaim and controversy because you know there's the nude scene in that play and everyone was shocked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This was his first breakaway. He did a very good film a few years later in that Imperium. Uh, yeah. Anybody saw it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he played an FBI agent, you know, infiltrating a white oh, nationalist yeah. group. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, but he pulled it off though in this oh, film yeah. though. I, I feel like that he did actually, you know, shed that Harry yeah. Potter and uh, and yeah because yeah the story and the role that he undertakes mm-hmm. is uh, is quite immersive. No, absolutely. I think that that one for me, I find it's a very again, it's because it's not there. There are jump scares. Don't get me wrong; they definitely exist. But you can kind of see them coming, which mm-hmm. I almost appreciate because then you have the tension of waiting for that scare to happen, mm-hmm. and then when it does, you get that cathartic moment of the okay, it happened, and then you can move on. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that those are my two choices, which are yeah. and both of them rated PG. Ironically, so I kept the it. one in black was PG. It was PG. Oh, man. <laughs> Wow. Valerie did not watch much of that movie. She really did not. <laughs> she did yeah. watch a lot of her popcorn box, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought that movie was great. There is some creepy imagery. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and something wicked this way comes. That that era of Disney just mm-hmm. terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Like the Watcher in the Woods still gives yeah. me nightmares. And oh, oh yeah. Those films. Well, I'm really, um, I'm really hoping that they unvault a lot of those with, uh, with the upcoming Disney Plus because I think yeah. it'd be great to give people access to those films again. Did you know they remade Watcher in the Woods? I did. I wish did, they hadn't, but they did. Did you see it? Okay, I never watched it. I wasn't sure if it was good. I, I started watching it. I had to turn it off because it was, it bothered me too much because they, they oh, watered no, it down. Angelica so much. Houston, so wonderful. It, hmm. she, it just, they watered it down so much for a oh. contemporary audience. It just, I was like, I can't watch this. It's not, it's no good. It's like if they were to remake the black hole, it would look phenomenal, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah, that's fair. Oh, the same with, like when they did uh, escape from which mountain again, it's like, no, why the original was great. You don't need to read. Wasn't it a sequel though? Sort of. I didn't, kind I didn't watch it. So, kind of sort of, but not really because you, no one has access to the original anymore. Cause it's been vaulted for 15 years. 
Wasn't The Rock in the new one? He I was, was. going to say, that yeah. that's a reason to remake it. I yeah, mean, anything yeah. with The Rock is worth remaking. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, it, it sincerely wasn't a bad movie. It just, it was compared to the originals. I'm like, but why? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> The Rock... I mean, sure. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's a I think that's a good question. I, I'm pre-ordering my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's already on DVD. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts on Matt's picks, guys? I, that's that's some creepy huh? stuff. I don't. I know. do. I those, do. Those I do are, appreciate both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do too. I don't know that there's much much, much I, to I, say. I do want to. I want to praise you with my original pick because uh, both of my original picks were were taken. Oh. I was going to originally do Monster Squad and Jaws, and then. I talked oh, about Jaws. Uh, and then I had considered Jaws for ages. Yeah, me Jaws too. could have but, been a good one. I think yeah. Jaws could have been. Jaws was I, on I, my I figured, list. I'd already well. talked. About, I had. I had. Li- I literally had lists of like three or four films for each. I'm like, okay, I'll go yeah. with these. And Monster Squad. That's why I had that. Ah, uh, uh, sorry. Because, well, <laughs> it's only because I I had recommended it to the ladies and they'd covered it and had brought to my attention that oh, uh, not great. I was like, oh, I should probably address this again. And then you beat me to it. So I'm like, I'm going to yeah. go in here and. And so I I stepped in. Bringing, I wish I wish I'd heard that that one. Yeah, but that's that's also why I'm like you know this is why I was so ready with that information because they had been <laughs> yes. uh, th- thankful I'd, I had had that brought to my attention because again child of the '80s and I'm not uh, I'm not in touch with what the, the the hip kids are doing these days. The cool ones. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know if. Um, I don't know if I would show my kids something wicked this way comes out. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it's scary. I, I, I have faith. If, it, but again, it's nothing really that much creepier than stuff you find in the Dark Crystal. Mm, that's fair. It's just contextually, it's different because it's in rea- it's in a reality that we can comprehend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. context matters. I mean, you know, yeah. some of the stuff we've yeah. talked about that disturbed us forever. It was the context, yeah. you know, like yeah. radiation, you know, killing <laughs> yeah. Spock. That haunted me for a decade. That's fair. All right. Well, anyway, that that's the main scary people on our podcast. But I, I shows you said you had something that you I, I, I have a suggestion too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? You suggest right? something for yourself. Do it. <laughs> it's more of a kid's one. Okay. Um, and, and it's one that I actually saw when I was a kid and I really enjoyed it. And I thought, you know, other people might want to, uh, perhaps you guys have seen it. Other people mm-hmm. might want to share it with their kids. Um, but it, it did go along the comedy line. Um, but it did have, at least for me as a young kid, it has a few scary parts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, the movie was called Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That was actually on my short list. So yeah. to be fair, yes, nice, that's a good nice. one. That's a good one. <laughs> because it's it, like, it, it had just enough like little scary moments at, for as a kid to keep you scared, keep you excited while watching it. But yes. I mean, not to spoil too much, but you know, at the end, the kids can all sort of rise up against the monsters and and so there's kind of an adventure story in there too, that uh, that, that's kind of fun to watch. So uh, that was the one that popped into my head. I don't know uh, if this so- things is still even in print. So I think I'd say spoil away. This might be a little <laughs> kids get to experience it. I don't oh. know if that's on any streaming services or anything. I haven't seen any Ernest movies. On I have it. not oh. seen Ernest on anything. No, I, I'm not even I sure who. Owned, I'm not even sure who owns the Ernest movies. I can't remember. I thought I thought they were Fox, but maybe not. I feel Ernest like goes we... to jail. Ernest goes to camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ernest saves Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Ernest loses its rights. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I have a suspicion they buried the master reels with Jim Varney. Oh. oh. <laughs> ouch, Hawk. Ouch. <laughs> I, I guess that movie was by Buena Vista. So it's Disney. Yeah, Ooh, technically it's Disney. That's why. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. It was ni- 1991. Ernest scared stupid. Then fingers crossed they might come out with Disney Plus. You Disney Plus. Yeah. Yep. We'll find out in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, did, did you want to give us some Bowman uh, suggestions before we head off? Sure. Yeah. He, he just sent me a few that, uh, that, you know, if he was able to join us, he would uh, include. Um, we'll do a quick rundown. I'm doing yeah, it. He, he says the correct answers to, to you know, so all, all of your answers were okay, I guess, but he got the correct ones here. Uh, he's, <laughs> for, for showing to kids, he says Hocus Pocus. Uh, Goosebumps. Yeah, that's a good, good film. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Yep. Yeah, Hocus Pocus, Goosebumps, and Gremlins were his choices. Now, the reason I didn't pick Gremlins, though, is there's that one element of it. I don't think that that really was for kids because you could show it to kids, but then depending on how much you're trying to, you know, Santa Claus, you know, like that, there's that one conversation in there that kind of, uh, that's not really for kids if you are concerned about. Yeah, so that was the only reason I didn't pick it. Otherwise, yeah, I, I mean, you guys were definitely affected by the movie. And, oh, yeah. And I mean, I think, it, yeah, it, it really stands out. But yeah, I just had to just put that in because it was on my short list. But I took it off just because of that one that one scene where they're talking about that, yeah, that tragedy in the fair. family. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise, I think it's actually quite a magical, creepy, you know, great movie for kids. You know, mm-hmm. I never really ex- experienced it on a level of horror in that, which is why I never really included it in my short list in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I always took it away from it, you know, more gizmo in that because like I had a gizmo doll for years in that growing up. Sure, sure. Yeah. 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 But, I, but I think the gremlins themselves are, are, are kind of freaky. I mean, they, I mean, they kill people in that movie. Looking I mean, back <laughs> on it, I don't know why I wasn't more affected by that movie and that. Cause having seen some of the scenes later on in that, the blender. Yeah. 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 There's some mm-hmm. crazy stuff that happens. That yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those are, those are great picks. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Before we go, before we end off this podcast, I'd like to, you know, center out shows because Uh-oh. he's the, you know, the least ho- uh, horror guy. Um, did we convince <laughs> you to watch any of these films or did any of our guests uh, convince you. You know what? I think I think you guys did. Um, I think I may leave the lights <gasps> on while, while I watch some of these movies. Yeah, um, that's fine. Watch it during the day. Yes. <laughs> but the, the, I think the one that is intriguing me the most right now is uh, Evil Dead Two. I'm 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 curious to to see that yes. one. Cool, Winner. cool. That may be my next oh, watch. No. That's gonna go to Hawk's head. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you and shouts, if you like the movie, look up the musical because the musical original oh. Canadian production oh, yeah. also yeah. so good. Okay. Yeah, we should have said that on there. Yeah, uh, that would have been good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, awesome. cool. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get into this maybe slowly, but I'm going to try out some of these That's movies. Okay. Yeah. Just, just make sure you have lots of uh, popcorn and, yep. you know, some cola, cola, some <laughs> pop and, uh, <laughs> and a blankie. Some, some, pop. Pop. <laughs> some so, the one pop. piece of advice I can give you is 3 PM is the best time to watch a movie. If you're not sure about it, because it's bright enough outside that you can be like, I'm going to go take a walk now. Cause I'm walking away from this. Yeah. yeah. Although it wouldn't matter. And it follows. I mean, that is one thing. I well, mean, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll convert you uh, soon enough. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Anyway, why don't we throw this out to our listeners? What do you think is a good movie to uh, introduce your kids or to your partner or whoever doesn't like horror movies? Once you send us an email, um, contact us on Facebook or all our other social media. It's all in the crawl. You know, the, drill um i'd like to thank all the guys on here for coming online and talking to us about their favorite horror films and how to introduce people and i'd really 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 like to thank our special guests um julian Matt, and Brittany from everything is permitted spears for coming back and giving us his um his suggestion and molly and jen from rosemary's ladies for giving us the academic 
response that they did uh, with all of their picks. It was wonderful. I loved yes. everything. That, That's a great um, list. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. So thanks. Thank you, thank you again. Make sure you find those people on anywhere that podcast can be found. Uh, Everything is permitted has an awesome Facebook page, so you should go and like it. And they they have a lot of good socials. Their Instagram is also quite good. Um, Rosemary's lady has an amazing Instagram as well mm-hmm. with some amazing um, memes. So yeah. go check them out, subscribe, like them, leave a review because that really helps everyone mm-hmm. on the podcast sphere. So thank you again for coming on and thank you yeah. listeners for coming happy Halloween our Halloween yeah. Yeah. has some amazing candy. Don't steal all your kids. One. We, I'm sure you could give them the the candy corn because no one likes that. And I kids, love candy corn. What are you talking about? Oh, we're gonna have to. Oh, Steve, yeah, you podcast. just became so much clearer <laughs> to everyone here now. Then send, your, <laughs> send your candy corn to Steve. Uh, <laughs> and you, Steve, you give us uh, the other good candy because yeah, you'll get all the candy corn from here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you guys for listening and have a happy Halloween. Okay. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.